The jail booth became a confessional, full of admitted sins, forgiveness, and answered prayers. In the midst of his ramblings about how and why he could do better, I heard myself mumble, brother, we need you. All right, all right, all right. It's the Black Man Lab After Flow, powered by the New Georgia Project in Albany, Georgia. We here, y'all. Southwest Georgia, nothing but love. We are in our third session with these three brothers, and we got our brother, our executive director, brother Marty Monaghan in the house. What's up, Marty? What's happening, man? Powerful today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about Every gathering is is a little different. What did you feel with as we connected with our brothers here in Albany, Georgia? Man, first of all, there's a commonality that I feel in all of these stops on this tour is that the brothers have been so open to share, right? And longing to share, I think. Right, right. And we felt that in the Black Man Lab before. Um, so that piece of it, it's... Um, it's enlightening and empowering, right? Because I hope that what these brothers feel and have felt in the room um, will continue because if we keep it going, there's no stopping us. That's right, that's right. Well, brothers, we here, we with y'all. Um, introduce yourselves. I'm gonna start with you, young man. I I know you from from Decatur. <laughs> Decatur, yeah. And you, um, you tell them tell them your name and how long you been down here, man? Uh I'm Darius Thompson. I've been down here since 2020. 2020. Uh I came I first came down here what I think you got me that Uber to the to that bus. We came down here and I've been down here ever since. You know, I was supposed to be a uh not supposed to be. No, not say that. But I almost was a wildcat, but you know. The Ramley just was something different that the Wildcats wasn't bringing, but you know. And so you came on, you came on through. Yeah. yeah. And 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 how have you enjoyed? What what's your classification? I'm a junior going into senior year, uh, trying to major in political science while minoring in public administration and gearing up to get my master's of public administration here at Albany State as well. There it is. There it is. We're proud of you, brother. Appreciate it. We're proud of you. You are resilient. Yes. And we we appreciate your your resiliency. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. When you come back, you gotta come to the Black Man Lab on Tuesdays on the, at 105 Electric Avenue in Decatur. So that you can connect with our young people right yeah. there in the city of Decatur who went to Decatur High School like you did. Oh, I see Miss Johnson the other day. That's right. Yeah. Miss Johnson Davis. No. Jeannie Johnson. Oh, Jeannie Johnson. Oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah, okay, okay. No, Jeannie Johnson. She she's she's real. Jeannie yeah, Johnson's Jeannie. a real, she's a real educator for real, for real. She a true Ram too. A true Ram. Indeed, indeed. Zach, what's up, brother? Lean into the mic. He's all cool and stuff, man. Boy, and growing some hair on his chin. I've been knowing this youngest since he was like hooping. You know, he was this little little go-go guard, like Carl Ghostin back in Chicago. What's up, boy? How you doing, man? Good, man. It's good to see you down here. How has your experience been? And tell them where you're from and what you what you doing, what you majoring. Um, my name is Zachary Atkins. Uh, I'm from East Atlanta. Uh, I went to Columbia High School. Um, I go to Army State. 
Uh, right now, my major is uh, sports med, and um, I'm a senior right now. So. All right, all yeah. right. You wrapping this thing on up, man. I remember when you started, bro. Yeah. Congratulations. Jeez. One of our Let Us Make Man scholars received scholarship from Let Us Make Man. Sir, yes. we're at this fine university. Look like you you have some role here. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, I'm the Dean of Library Services. My name is Roy Calhoun. Um, here at Auburn Technical College, and one of the faculty members here. And so what do you do? Tell me, tell the folks, you know, what you do, what, what's your job consist of? How do you make this fine oil educational institution of higher learning make it move? Well, I make sure that the learning resources are available for the students here at um, Auburn Tech. So I rally uh, with our faculty, with our staff, with our administrators to ensure that the that the students have the necessary learning resources that is needed for the education. All right, now where did you go to undergrad? My undergrad was at Albany State University. I got a bachelor's there in computer science and my master's was at Florida State University. Oh, wow. All right, all right, all right. We ain't gonna hold that FSU against you now because <laughs> them fam UNs, boy, they don't got no love for FSU, for real. I was like, whoa, this is, this is kind of harsh, but um, wonderful, wonderful. So. Brothers, we've been talking tonight. Um, the the conversation has been very interesting where we really were looking to hear about, you know, what do you want the government to do and how should the government respond? But folks really were talking about how do we deal with anger and, and our feelings and, and, and move in a productive way. And we had some really powerful conversations in that space. I do want to ask you now that the world is listening what is it that you believe needs to be delivered by the government? What should we expect to receive from, you know, this process? So anybody, you know, can jump in and give give us a give us some insight. Um, just Le lean in here. Uh, you just just act bad. like you're talking to the to the um, governor and the senator right now. Go ahead, tell them. I think a better understanding of cultural differences. I think that's a big a big difference, and I've noticed that uh, with being in spaces where it's diverse and inclusive, but it's still a divide in cultural differences. So we're all together, but we all have a device a diverse understanding of everyone in the room. So we're all here for one goal, but we can't achieve achieve that goal because of our cultural differences. And I think that's our biggest setback in a lot of things: our cultural differences. We never understand people's backgrounds and how their environment um, kind of grooms them into who they are. And though they're learning and transforming and adapting to different spaces, it's still that cultural difference that divides them. So I think that's the my take on that, just cultural difference. Well, that's interesting because I think there have been, uh, maybe one candidate has been promoting like, you know, CR, CRT is bad. Learning your history is, is you know, they don't want, you know, too deep of a critique of history. And, you know, so. Uh, I think they use that as a weapon to uh, further progress their their ideology. Mm. But um, critical race theory isn't bad because it helps you become more culturally sensitive. So how do we send, like, it all ties into international relations as well, because how do we go over to other people's country and do business with them and we don't understand what they went through and how it affects their culture and how it affects how they do business. 
like you can't say we can't talk about the past and how it happened. So that's like going to tell China, well, we can't. Well, since you talk about your past, we can't Man. work with you. Like that, that there to me don't make sense because sometimes it's like going to the doctor, right? And yeah. the doctor is like, oh, I'm not gonna worry about your medical history. Yeah, we just gonna figure out what's going on now. Well, yeah, but your medical history determines how you got to where you are now in this hey. in this space. Hey. Zach, what's up? What 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 you think, man? You talking to the you talking to the senator? You talking to the governor? You talking to the labor commissioner? You talking to all of those folks right now in this moment? As a young, how are you now? Is like 22? 21. 21 years old. Uh, 21 year old man. Uh, what is it that that matters to you as it relates to this government and what you want to see happen? Um, I'll go off of based off my dad being a police officer and all that. Um. Mm -hmm. He taught me so much. Uh, his name is Demetrius Atkins. That's um, right. Brother Pete. Um, I'll say that he taught me about being specifically racially profiled, like of how I look, all that. Like he really didn't want these dreads in my head. He didn't want them locks, man. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, but I guess being racially profiled, you know, we see like not even just young men, but all black, probably fathers and all these black men on TV and they're just like, you don't really see the white people. You just see all the black people, all the stuff they done wrong and all the like in detail, not even on, on the side of that though. The white people, they, I don't, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you, you know. Oh yeah. You, what you talking about is the, the the media, the the media, they perception they try to, just yeah, keep rolling us. They try to make it to another standpoint where it's just like they're not, like we're just not like nobody. We're just not like good enough at all. They just no value. Yeah, no value. Basically, and that's hard, man. Because you you know, interestingly, folks run on being hard on crime, and then what they do is make that synonymous with being hard on black folk. But we are out here trying, you know, everybody wants to be safe. Nobody wants to say, hey, I don't mind if my grandmother gets jacked tonight. What are you talking about? Everybody wants to be safe. So we want to be safe without, we want to be safe from the folks who are trying to jack us and from the folks who are supposed to be protecting us. So I hear you. I feel you. That's a very interesting perspective, um, especially with your father being a lifetime, lifetime law enforcement um, in law enforcement. So that's a very interesting perspective. Appreciate you, brother. Good sir. Uh, what do you want delivered? You're in education. What what can be done here? I believe for the African American male, uh, basically what's needed is more resources, more programs, more educational programs, financial programs for the African American males. Because there's programs for African American women and for some of the other other um uh, other areas. Um uh, but but not for the African-American male. It's almost as though they're being thrown out to fend for themselves and there's and there's not much opportunity out there for them. Mm. And so so I think that there needs to be programs for the African-American male, places where they can go, play, places where, where they where they can feel safe. Um, and there's not that many places for for the African-American male. That's real. I wanted to uh, piggyback off what you were saying because I had mentioned earlier, um, like I had said, where I was told the other day by a black woman where 
black men don't have the same advantages that women do or black women do or white people do. And that I think a space is needed to be able to release, like I said, black men are pressure cookers. And I feel like at the wrong pressure, one high too many PSI and ain't no stopping that pressure from exploding. I think that's the biggest problem. There's no way. And it's sometimes not there's no way, but there's like, who who do we express our feelings to? Because we go to a woman now, which you saw. We go to someone else, just I don't want to hear it. We go to someone else, you need to figure this out. Like you a man, you're supposed to be able to figure this out. But it's just like if we're constantly giving instructions to everyone else, who's directing us? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's that we need we need a we need a director for ourselves. Like mm. I feel as if as black men, we're not we're not the the bears. You know, we got we got cubs for our bear. We 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 get trained to be out in the wild, but well, they the bears get trained to be out in the wild as black men. We're just set out in the wild to fend for ourselves. When do we get trained? We're giving out these instructions every day. Um, yeah. Pastor Miles Monroe, he said, knowledge isn't power because you can have the wrong knowledge and teaching it. And then how is that wrong knowledge powerful? And how does that help us in our daily lives and in our community? That's strong. Because knowledge, there are yeah, different kinds of knowledge. knowledge. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Brother Marty, jump in. And then we're going to... Go to our habits, rituals, and disciplines. But brother Marty, jump in, man. I was I was just gonna say, um, you know, from the conversation that we had this evening, what was you all's thoughts on how that conversation went, um, and and what do you think in terms of that space being um, important for how we can find spaces to heal, um, have these kinds of conversations like you're talking about right now, Darius. Um, what are your thoughts on just what you saw today in the Black Man Lab? Um, me personally, I just feel like this was also a good uh, getaway. I'll say that a great mm -hmm. getaway. That's what I was talking about um, earlier um, during the, do we have a meeting? During the lab. Yeah, lab. Yeah, mm -hmm. lab. Um, I really just say a getaway for all of our like young Black men. Like I'll say things like this. I think we need like more of this in every, probably not even state, but every uh, every probably city, everywhere, every, every city, every campus, where, where we are, yeah. campus, yeah. Uh, every community, boys and girls club, all that. Um, yeah, for any sports, uh, basketball team, baseball team, just anybody, probably include any activities like so you know they won't you know get bored and yeah. all that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're working on that. Yeah. I want you to, when you come back to Decatur, you're East Side guy. I want you to come over to the East Side Black Man Lab. Right? We need both of y'all to come over and talk to the young guys who are in high school, in middle school, so they can see you, right? And they can hear you and you can tell them about it. We're going to, in fact, we're going bring to bring, bring a bus trip. Yeah. Let's get, do that. Get him, get him, yeah. get him here and let yeah. him kick it out. Yeah, they, they don't they get tired of seeing our old butts, you know. So they yeah, they need to hear from y'all, man. Just let me know. One phone call. Y'all got an experience know. for them. Let's get to habits, rituals, and disciplines. What do you do on a daily basis that allows you to be um, the advocate for in education to try to build these positive learning environments? What do you do on a daily basis that helps you in that way? 
what I do is is um, I get up and pray. Yes, sir. Um, I start off with that uh, because I know that you know unless we get direction from a higher power, it's really difficult to to cope within the world. Um, you know, next thing I do, I I engulf myself with family. Mm. Um, you know, I I try to um, take my I look at my granddad. I look at my my dad and and uh, my brothers and sisters and. And and I just just engulf myself with family, those that I know care about me. I I reach out to them, mm-hmm. um, and then um, yeah, that's that's main that's mainly what I do. Um, that's strong. Mm-hmm. Engulf myself in family. There it is. There it is. Zach, what do you do, brother? Um, I need to start praying every day. I don't usually pray every day, but I my mom Kimberly, I can she um. She sends me these uh scriptures every day that she wants me to read and prayers and all that. So mm-hmm. I think over that. But um usually every day now in college, now that I'm, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff, it's just like like I said in the meeting in the lab, I just try to tune everybody else out. That's me personally, that's just my logistic, that's my opinion on everything. I just like to keep my AirPods in, everybody that knows me they're definitely going to say it like I have my AirPods in everywhere I go. So it's just like I just try to tune everybody out, learn what I need to learn and just do what I need to do. So at the end of the day, I don't like everybody else to, you know, distract me from my goal of what I need to do. So that helps you stay focused. That that's my getaway. That helps me stay focused on, you know, my goal at hand. So, I, you know, every day I'll, I'll get up and it's just like, like we talked about, I might not have the motivation to get up and go to class. I'll, you know, so do you this like- and that. But my motivation, out of all things, I would say that's just my motivation. But my motivation is, I just don't like. I really don't want to be broke, so I just have to think about it every day. Just have hey. to. I, I, that's I, a strong I'm, motivation. Yeah, hey, man. Like, I don't want to be broke, right? <laughs> you know. Like I've been broke before. I know yeah, what broke yeah. feels like. I ain't trying to be broke again. It don't yeah, feel good. I ain't mad nah, at you, bro. Nah, nah, hey, I'm not broke. I'm just saying it's it's just like keep I, it pushing. You know, my parents they do a good job of you know make sure I want everything I have, uh, have everything I need, stuff like that. So it's just like right. I don't want to have to ask them for too much. I want like probably I'll say later down the line I want to be able to give what they um couldn't i'm not gonna say couldn't give me but i just want to give them more right mm-hmm. right well that's a, a sister that's, that's, that's sister, a son but, that's, yeah that's good work yeah. you know to want to provide more yeah I, I just want to take care of them when i grow up like i want to be able to do that so that is yeah. and you growing up you're growing up Darius in the last uh, 60 seconds brother yeah uh for me i uh i get up and i just sit there and i think and I I reflect, I do a lot of reflection. I'm an overthinker. So like you said, I have like 50 limb pair headphones between my beats, you know, my AirPods, all of those, you know, I just sit in my head because I'm an overthinker. So I just get up, 
I open my laptop, check my emails, write down on my sticky note what I need to do. And if I don't cross them out by the end of business, the end of business for me is five o'clock. And I tell anybody, if you call me before, after end, if you call me after end of business, you might get that do not disturb. So I try to get everything done before end of business. And if it's not done, you know, my day don't end until I go to sleep. So if I got to stay up on the benches at two, three o'clock in the morning, getting stuff done, then that's my my new motivation. And, you know, all the women in my life are members of org. So I have me an elephant, you know, head up, right foot forward. So that's my motivation. Oh, uh-huh. I want to I wanna also say, um, I also go by a quote um, every day. Probably I'll say, um, if you stand for nothing, then you'll fall for mm-hmm. anything. So, yeah. All right. Facts, facts. That's good, brothers. We appreciate you, brothers, sharing. Um, we appreciate coming here. And for the level of of transparency, and we talk about authenticity, and it felt like real a real authentic space here in Albany, Georgia. It really did. The brothers were just like, we need to release certain things, and and it felt like some of them got released. And prayerfully, we're able to take that, spread it around, and motivate other brothers to make moves. So. Brother Marty, thank you, man. Hey, man. Always, man. We're going to keep pushing, looking forward to coming back to Albany and and doing this again. Um, And then on to the next stop. Albany. Albany. That's it, right? That's it, right? You said it right. There it is. Albany. All right, y'all. We're going to be back. Black Man Lab After Flow, powered by the New Georgia Project. Give it up. Savannah, here we come. Here we come, Savannah. Augusta, here we come.